All right. Well, I just want to formally welcome uh, anyone who actually is listening to uh, the first episode of uh, The Parishioner's Banter. Uh, just to go ahead and introduce ourselves, uh, my name is Patrick Baird. Um, <clears throat> I'm joined by my two friends, uh, Connor Moore and Daly Machado. And this is the first episode of our podcast that we are currently calling uh, The Parishioner's Banter. <clears throat> now, with that being said, I want each of them to riff for about like two minutes each on who they are, uh, how they know the fine fellows around the table, uh, and then we can uh, go from there. Um, Dailing. Hey, okay. Uh, like Patrick said, I'm Dailing Machado. Um, I am friends with these two parishioners. <laughs> but uh, no, um, how do I know Patrick? We go way back since uh, freshman year of high school. Patrick was my first bully in high school, um, <laughs> but uh, good ending. He, be, uh, he was my best man at my yeah, wedding. The and crap out of you, yeah. Yeah, he you know bullied me, but uh, it's part of my you know character development, uh, which That's is good. Story arc. Right, good story arc. Uh, Connor Moore, uh, I met him uh, freshman year of <laughs> shut up, freshman year of college, <laughs> and. Um, uh, he was basically our uh, roommate, even though he wasn't a student and went through up or anything. And lived three hours away. Yes. Uh, room 206. Good memories. <laughs> Richardson 3. <laughs> but uh, he's become a great friend of mine. And uh, he was at my wedding as well. Um, and that's how I know these folks. All right, Connor, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you going? What's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Connor. Um, <clears throat> currently, um, I'm a coffee professional. Of about three years now, uh, really enjoy what I do. Uh, member of Park Baptist Church, represent mm-hmm. <laughs> under the uh, the fellowship and leadership of Pastor David King <laughs> and Grant Henson. Shout out Grant Henson, that's my boy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I met Patrick in high school, and I was probably Pat's fiftieth bully. <laughs> Just once though. That's true. He was shooting. He was shooting a, a night gig at a football game, and he had a a, a camera hood on. And I was like, "Hey, dude, why do you have that on?" And then uh, he hated me from that day forward. Um, we were then, friends in high school. But then my now wife um, <clears throat> set us up on a date. Um, in, what 2018, 19? Um, we uh, went to Senior Tequila, ate chips. We were both really angry Calvinists at the time, so we bonded over our anger. <laughs> um, and then I met Dayling after I moved it into uh, Richardson uh, Room 206. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Dayling likes to jump out of his bed really loudly at early times in the morning. Dude, my knees hurt so yeah, bad they nowadays. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the rest is, uh, as they, uh, they say, history. Uh-huh. Um, but love both these guys. Um, Pat loves me so much that he's tricked himself into thinking that I was at his wedding, even though I wasn't. Wow. Um, but I definitely was at Dailing's wedding, and they were all at my wedding. Yeah. Um, well, what I, you I know like, say? You've been to one wedding. I feel like we should get some context. Patrick doesn't hate you. That's no. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't hate me. No. Uh, Connor got exposed to COVID uh, <laughs> a day before my wedding. Yeah, uh, I should have gone either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right but looking back on the situation, I was yeah. simping at my mom. So, <laughs> there's that, you know. Um, well, yeah, that's good. I'm going to introduce myself. Um, like I said, my name is Patrick Baird. I'm currently a, uh, I wear a lot of hats. I am a uh, recruiter for a company here in the Charlotte area. 
Uh, I am now a seminarian. I am a husband to uh, my beautiful wife and uh, friends with these two goobers. Uh, and so that's, that's a little bit about me. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm sure people are looking at our title, uh, The Parishioner's Banter. And I'm sure they're like, okay, what are these, what are these nerds trying to tell us? So I'm just going to allow the floor to be opened up a little bit. Um, so I guess the first question is, what does parishioner mean? Yeah, what does parishioner mean, right? Like, so, so Dylan, lean into that for us. You taught me that, so I feel like you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair, yeah. So the parishioner, uh, the word parishioner uh, dates back to, man, early, early, early England, um, colonial England. Uh, right after the colonies uh, and so basically basically what what happened was they needed a group uh, they needed a name to define uh, what a basically a devout church member or a devout uh, member of a religious group um, how, how they could properly identify them uh, and because of that uh, they came with this word parishioner uh, with the root word parish um, and so that um, in an effort to be hipster, yet also uh, true to church history, <laughs> and mm-hmm. also goofy and sarcastic at the same time, <laughs> uh, we've titled this podcast The Parishioners as Possessive Banter. Uh, just three guys who love the church talking about, we don't even know. Things that are important, but sometimes <laughs> they will be. Sometimes important. they are important. Right. Uh, right. But that's also the nature of like our friendship and things like that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. And fun fact, I, I we really needed a, uh, you know, something to follow parishioner, and we didn't want to say parishioners talk. Sounded too nine marksy. Yeah. Uh, so I literally looked up um, talk. Shout out Mark uh, Dever though. Yeah. <laughs> shout out talk uh, synonyms. Yeah. And I uh, saw banter. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. That's yeah, I mean. saw a couple other ones. I saw uh, converse. Didn't feel like it fit very well. The no. parishioner's conversion, but then no. it both. There you go. That I wasn't was really, <laughs> was really involved in the uh, the naming process. I just gave it the green light. You approved. I mean, like I did approve it. Was, it, was it. Was yeah, it was I was too busy turning things brown. That's, that's, yeah. He's a he's a copy roaster, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Well, not for long. <laughs> so oh man. Oh no. Tough and tough. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This podcast uh, came based off the inspiration from a lot of different other podcasts. And the main point of this episode is just to get our people and the people that actually care about listening uh, comfortable with who we are. Uh, and so I would like you guys to kind of lean into like why we're even doing this and also like who are some inspirations, I guess, in the mix of that. That could be literally anyone from like an author that you love, actual podcasters that could be anywhere from like people in our lives that do similar things. Mm-hmm. It could also be anyone from like that may even be completely out of this, this field, like just maybe some, a creator or an artist or um, an influencer, someone who's impactful into this kind of coming together. Let Connor go first. Um, I think primary inspiration, definitely going to be the happy rant. Shout out Ted Klug. Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin, also known as Ronnie Tarmac. Hey, what's uh, the what's the happy rant? Uh, the happy rant is a very uh, a very glum satire podcast where three three dudes in the Reformed camp banter over uh, all things in the evangelical world and uh, make fun of it. Um, big inspiration, you guys are absolutely crushing it. Um, 
But I think our, our friend group matches some of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we can bring some lighthearted fun and humor to the table. Um, and hopefully um, get better at podcasting because right now we're just doing an atrocious job because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's, it's all right. But we're doing it. Episode. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. It's good. Anyone else? All set? Here, you go for it. Like, yeah, right. Give us like two minutes on it. Oh, great. Um, honestly, it's a little ironic. I really want to do podcasts, but I don't listen to that much. Um, right now, I'm trying to listen to a little bit more. And they, uh, yeah, Dylan actually hates listening to podcasts. I don't hate it. I just, <laughs> I just don't like people listen to it. a lot of people listen to it while they uh, are driving and things like that. But it, it, it puts me to sleep sometimes, <laughs> and I don't want to listen to it when I'm like sitting in the living room. What's your go-to driving playlist? My go-to driving playlist. genre. My liked playlist, and that's more so. Um, I mean, honestly, just everything. I listen to a lot of genres. Um, I don't know everything really. I know that's like the typical answer, but that's what it is. But um, no, I mean, I mean, um, um, I am trying to listen to more uh, the Happy Rant, um, just because like they are an inspiration. I don't listen to them much, but um, it's really fun to listen to. Um, I listen to more sermon like uh, podcasts now, um, and it's very beneficial for me. Uh, but I don't want to get too serious with, with this uh, podcast. I mean, there's definitely some time and place for it. But um, I really like the way the Happy Rant um, kind of formats their podcast. And I want to kind of echo that, but do it in our own way with our own personalities and stuff. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, I'm just more excited to uh, actually do it than listen to, to podcasts. So Yeah, yeah I think uh, for me... Um, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, I was a journalism major. Um, I've, I love podcasts. Uh, as far as I am a Happy Rent fan, but I also love the Spitballers. Shout out to John Whitaker for showing me that podcast. Uh, it's just like three dads that just like tell jokes to one another and make each other laugh the entire time. Why have I not heard about them? <laughs> right. Um, I love the Spitballers. I love, you know, all the Nine Marks podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think for me, what I've noticed a lot lately is books and people like like authors and honestly like anyone who's able to hold a personality or uh, tell a story through their just kind of the way that they are I find really fascinating like I don't know if you guys have seen Ryan Trahan I think his name is the guy who's like trying to get to Mr. Beast across the United States with one penny awesome. <laughs> but he's like telling this whole story just through his personality like loves the Lord and like I don't know it's just, it's just a cool I have those kind of things. It's a cool theme of like um, hospitality and, and kindness from strangers. Like the world sucks, it does, but you do once in a while find a nice guy to give you like a place to stay or yeah. 20 bucks, you know, and he's shown that a lot in the series, which is really cool. Yeah. I love it. That's really good. You know what, you know what else I was thinking about like on my way over here was uh, every friend group or friendship has like this really cringy or like um, what is it like like thing that they like that's like really really dumb but like really just like fun for them I think for me and Day Link uh, and I probably look kind of this too uh, we were listening to Sermon Jams today on the way home from uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no not only that like we were making fun of uh, I don't want to offend any group out there we're making fun of some cringy style preaching 
we, we put in some uh, instrumentals in the background. Yeah, just... no, was, yeah. So we had our own like, like freestyle session, basically. You pick a word. Yeah, yeah. And then so you, I make, would... you make a sermon <laughs> off of that word. Yeah. So I would be like, "Is that biblical? Is that is that bad?" No, it's it's really wrong. We should have done it. Yeah. But it's really, really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Dang. Yeah. Tough. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, um, that's kind of the nature of, I guess, well, we want, I, I think my heart with this podcast is to put, uh, real humanity on just some like Christian brothers. Like these are just two guys getting in a room, talking to each other, um, and trying to be approachable. So maybe people that view our faith and view maybe the tribes and people and, Groups that we come from as not palatable or uh, unapproachable. Mm-hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I think it's really easy to hate reform guys <laughs> <laughs> because we come by it honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think we're moving away from the uh, the whole trope of um, like angry reform guys. Because well, why you got, why you gotta be angry? Yeah, you, you know? know I. It's it's just doctrine yeah. to encourage weary pilgrims yeah and you know i never actually went through the angry stage i i feel like i've been confused for the past two years and <laughs> what and what uh you know being reformed means and you know calvinism and things like that i just haven't i had a lot of questions and growing up pentecostal and all that it was kind of hard to uh arrange you know, uh, adapt to that um but like two years ago i mean i struggled with uh, the topic of like what songs to even sing in church, you know, and I'm growing every day and I'm learning new things, but uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned being angry. I, I, I never went through that, but I get it for sure. I think it's because a lot of guys came out of situations like yours with a lot of hurt from the church, mm. and it's like, how can I trust authority? You know, the last pastor, you know, that represented um, God right. as a kind of like secondary shepherd. Right. Christ as being, you know, the head shepherd, and people abusing that power. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that Pat and I definitely come from that background. I don't know much about your not much your no. your experience um, in the more charismatic mm-hmm. side of the church. I think our heart behind this goofy but also sometimes real podcast is to follow the heart of Dane Ortland and Gentle and Lowly. To kind of just remind people that, like, we serve a good God, and we have these convictions. We, we may be super reformed. We may be this and that. Um, we may have really dogmatic beliefs, but, like, we can be charitable, loving, and put skin in the game. So and basically be a Christian. Yeah, basically, like, <laughs> love, right? You like, know, the, you know, the second greatest commandment. <laughs> She'll love your neighbor as yeah, yourself. Love, yeah, that's kind of what we want to do, right? Like, right. Uh, and I don't think, I think that we can do that through humor. I think that we can do that through um, talking about things in this world that interest us, whether it be movies, whether it be books that we're reading, whether it be um, stuff happening in broader evangelicalism that we can poke at or serious things that are happening in broader evangelicalism that we can talk about mm-hmm. not necessarily poke at um yeah and speaking so, of things to poke at see that rick warren's the new chuck norris <laughs> i did i did see that that was really funny um but uh with that being said um i think we'll i think we'll end this first episode kind of early mm-hmm. uh just because we, we 
Initial. 16 minutes. Looks like we're at six, 17. 17 minutes no, right now. We could go further. You think we could go yeah, more? I think there's a lot more room. I think, I think so could. too. I think I, we do. The thing is, like, I think once we get the hang of this, it'll be hard to not go long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I agree. we have that tendency to rant. No, I agree. I mean, we that's banter. That's what's in the name yeah. for. I mean, it's well, good. We're consistent. We're just we're gonna have to dial it back once we get our groove. Well, here's my thought. Okay, how about this? I have a topic in my mind that okay. I was gonna save for an actual episode. But I think we can go twenty minutes on this. Really? Maybe, maybe less. Maybe like fifteen. Maybe fifteen on it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so this is this is a topic that's known to pretty much everyone, every Christian ever, I think. Wow. Um, and it could honestly even like be like non-Christians could probably like apply that same sentiment to just general discipline in their life. But I feel like. The whole world around like quiet times, the whole world around Christian mm-hmm. discipline, the world around taking care of yourself spiritually, um, is so hard to talk about. And let me just be the first guy to say that like I have not figured this out yet. No. Yeah. How do you guys feel like I just before we get into like maybe some remedies that have helped us in certain seasons and maybe some advice, what are like 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 basically just show me your heartache about like trying to be consistent in quiet times. Show me your your strife, like talk about your experience. Dylan, go, go, go yeah, five I'll, minutes. I'll go really quick. Um, for me, my, my biggest um, kind of, I guess, for like a better word, uh, uh, struggle is with, with my uh, quiet times is why am I doing my quiet time, right? Because a big temptation um, in my life when it comes to quiet times for a long time was okay, this is a checklist. Like, if I do this, I'm going to go the rest of the day feeling happy. I'm always going to be great. And um, why? Oh, because this is what I'm obligated to do, you know? Mm. And so that's where I have to constantly remind myself. It's like, okay, why am I truly reading my Bible? Why am I doing my quiet? And why am I setting time aside to do this? And um, really just to... Uh, to um, just constantly meditate on his word and think about it throughout my day and, and put his word into my heart um, and to, you know, further um, strengthen my, my relationship with Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to be, you know, have more knowledge, but not to be smart, not to be yeah. um, prideful about it, but to behold his glory. Right. No, you know, a little Paul Washer certainly <laughs> reference there. So good. Right. But um, no, and that's why I, I had to constantly, constantly remind myself. And I'm not sure that's something I'll stop doing, you know, um, if it'll become muscle memory. But as for now, you know, it's, every time I open a Bible, I have to re- the Bible, I have to, like, remind myself, okay, why am I doing this? And so um, I think that's the important uh, thing to remind, remind yourself as a Christian. It's like, what is this for? What's the purpose? Uh, so that's my view on, on quiet times. Um, I'm not sure what, what else was. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good place to start the conversation. Okay, cool. I kind of just wanted people to talk or people, us to talk specifically about uh, our our like struggles, I guess initially. Yeah. Um, the heartache that we see. That's so Connor. Connor, yeah. how about you? Go five minutes or so. For sure. I think the common thing is like we all agree as Christians that if you were bought with the the blood of Christ, that you are justified mm-hmm. in His sight, and that at that point, God's love is unconditional towards you. And ultimately, he is going to sanctify you until he brings you home to glory. And I think every Christian 
believes that for everybody else but themselves. Mm. And I think that that bleeds through into quiet times where we can be very legalistic or maybe transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, and transactional could be different for a lot of people. So, like, you know, Daling just said that he viewed it as a checklist thing. So it's like, I need to get this done because I need to get this done. And once I get it out of the way, I'll be good. Um, some people are like, God will not love me as much if I don't do my quiet time. Now, I think that a lot of people think that but don't admit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that because I do that. I struggle with that a lot. Um, and I know a lot of other people in my life struggle with that as well. But the command isn't to read your Bible until you feel good emotionally. The command isn't to read your Bible for an hour. The command isn't to read your Bible for a minute. The command is to meditate on God's law day and night. Um, And you can throw that into the rest of the biblical canon as well. The goal of a Christian is to become like Christ. And the Holy Spirit uses his scriptures to make us more like himself. And so I think that as long as you are feeding on the word of God, that you are feeding yourself spiritually, that doing that consistently with the motivation of like, okay, I want to first seek the kingdom of God, right? Because you're, because your Lord knows that you need his help. Um, he knows that you need his spirit. And he knows that you need to be sanctified um, and be made more like Christ. And he's going to add those things to you. So I think the primary motivation of the heart is like, I want to seek God because he is my Lord and I want to love him and I want to obey him. And so I think that it's not an obligatory discipline. I think it's a discipline that we have out of gratitude and out of affections for our Savior. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's great. Like, I think for me, like, my biggest heart, like, I think, I think when I was young, I was told things, oh, if you love God, you'll read your Bible, which on the surface, yes, read your Bibles 100%. That's amazing. But as far as like my struggle with it, There are days when I didn't feel like sitting down and plowing through a full text. And I almost had this mindset that exegesis, hard historical like study and outlining a text and coming to theological conclusions based on that text and looking at the original language, consulting commentaries, like that was a quiet time. And I think, uh, to Connor's point about like meditating on scripture, man, I think David Mathis really hits on this book, uh, Habits of Grace. He says, pray the word, read the word, and see the word. Praying the word is obviously praying to God, you know, using scriptures as your partner in that. Uh, and then reading the word, obviously, chiefly is like reading the Bible, but then also seeing the word of going to your local church and, mm-hmm. and fellowshipping and seeing God's word displayed before you, like... Those are great. That's like a great. You could chalk the whole Christian life really up to those three disciplines. Obviously, there's more that you could throw in there, but yeah. I think that almost intimidated me mm-hmm. in my consistency. When uh, in reality, what I should have, well, I guess what my framework should have been from the beginning is ultimately how how can I one meditate on Scripture, but how can I just adore glory in Christ? Mm-hmm. How can I see Christ today? Uh, and I think my heart is less kind of where daily coming from checking a box off these days in light of that. Um, and instead saying, okay, I want to spend time with my Lord 
not because I want to feel better in some sort of like position of acceptance in his like heavenly realm, but instead, uh, just because I, I want I want to spend time with my Lord. Right, for sure. That's good. And I think I think emotions are important. Yeah, I think they're a good tool to experience God's goodness. But we also don't think that you should use an emotional response as a marker for yeah. what is a good quiet time. Shout and out John Whitaker for yeah. driving that home for sure. college years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if your emotions change every day based on circumstances, um, you know how work went, um, how your relationships are going with other humans, and so if you kind of use your emotions, something that's so arbitrary and changing constantly as the mark of okay did I have a good quiet time then I think we've you know severely missed the point I think we should be encouraged that if you did meditate on the word of God um, and that you are in prayer daily that you should just be encouraged that you did it Mm -hmm. right because we don't mark the success of evangelism based on conversions we mark the success of evangelism on the fact that we're obeying the great commission yeah and that we're desiring to make disciples that we're desiring to seek and save the lost but if you go and evangelize and they reject Christ, you know, that's not a failed evangelism encounter. Like, right. Yeah. The desire was, okay, I want to obey my Lord. And you do that. And then the rest is, I mean, all of it's in his hands, but you know what I'm saying. For um, sure. Yeah, you can't do any more than, you know, water the seed. So those are all great thoughts. So that's the struggle, right? In light of the things, the kind of obstacles that you've run into your life, what remedies? Obviously, there's not like, like, uh, you know, like praying in your closet's not gonna like foster a better quiet time. Like, you can't really gauge that. But like, what are some things that have uh, maybe sprung forth your affections for Christ or aided you in your efforts? Because I feel like there's a lot of people listening here that are probably like, dang, like I'm I'm pretty dry right now. You know, like I, I'm probably people at this table that are like I'm pretty spiritually dry right now or. Like I need, I need some maybe some like logistical help, right? Um, and that can be prayer or Bible reading or whatever. Um, so Dylan, you look like you have some thoughts over there. Yeah, you know, for me right now, and you know, I don't know if I'm answering the question right or not. It just kind of popped in my head. Um, it's really simple, and it's really um, it's only too complicated, and that's just how I think. Really, I try to think simply. Um, just constantly reminding myself that God is just. He's good. God is so good. And when I'm in a dry season and when I'm not, you know, quote, feeling it or um, I'm, I'm going through it, um, just reminding myself that God is just good. It's like God will take care of this. God, um, although I'm struggling, ultimately this is going to be for God's glory. I love I love that verse in Christ, our hope in life and death. It says, what truth can calm the troubled soul? God is God good. Is good. God, God is good. good. So good. It's so good, and it's just such a powerful truth, you know, with just three words. Um, and so, I, I don't know, sometimes we can be a little afraid to think simply, to think simple, you know, and uh, sometimes you need those truths. Sometimes True. you do. Yeah, uh, Pastor Dave and I have always kind of, like, riffed on each other, like, the, the simplest truths of the Christian faith are the ones that we struggle with the most. Yeah. Right, like God loves us, mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, "Well, yeah, duh," but you know, people don't meditate on that. And I think, you know, meditating on the character of God will ultimately draw you to Him, regardless of 
you know, whether you're in a spiritual dry season or if you're, you know, in a season where you're reading the word, you know, for an hour, two hours, um, you know, if you just are feeling there again, we're using feeling as a marker of whether or not this is <laughs> better. And I don't think one is particularly better. I think that, you know, it's really hard or it's really easy to, to be hard on yourself when you look at your sanctification on a micro scale. Um, but I think that looking back at a macro scale, like I'm a completely different person than I was five years ago. Five years ago, I was a terrible human being. You know, mm-hmm. five years before that, I was an absolute, you know, slave to my own sin, dead in my trespasses, um, you know, sinning towards an angry God. And then he called me out of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm married. I'm part of a local church. Um, you know, I've attended, you know, Bible college. Um, all these things that I would, you know, old me would have never... Uh, dreamed of pursuing um, I feel like I chased a little bit of rabbit trail no, um, I think I re- remedies though like I, I think it's different for you know each season like yeah. see, some seasons mm-hmm. you want to be a more disciplined student of the word and you want to you know dig into the historical context and you know what was the author's original intent when writing that with writing that letter or you know that prophecy but then sometimes, you know, listening to something like Solid Joys with John Piper, four-minute devotional so every to just stir your heart up uh, for the Lord, or listening to uh, Bible Talk with uh, Jim Hamilton and Sam Amati, shout out. These guys are smart as heck. <laughs> um, but listening to two <laughs> scholars, um, you know, really break open the word of truth and, you know, open it up. Um, for the layperson is also really powerful. Right. Wow, we are already at 30 minutes. We've gone above 30 minutes, guys. We actually exceeded our goals. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good stopping point. Yeah. Uh, I was going to riff a couple things. Oh, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I was going to go for it. Do it. Uh, I think, oh, man, I think the pressure around quiet times to almost perform for God yeah. or perform for yourself is so intimidating if you're anything like me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're quick to legalism like me, uh, you tend to beat yourself up and try to earn your salvation in certain ways. And I think, I think for me, like, this is crazy that I'm even talking about this person. There's a guy named Tim Wildsmith. Uh, he's a YouTuber. He's got like 4,000 followers. He actually does premium Bible reviews. No. But, but what he does is he talks about um, how some days he just wants to curl up with his Bible with a highlighter and just mindlessly read long passages of scripture for God's word. Mm-hmm. And other days he does want to crank out the long, like deep study. But then like, I remember I'm calling out, to, I'm borrowing a little bit from him, but also David Mathis' last chapter in Habits of Grace. He, it's called like getting time with God on days when it's really hard. I remember uh, a brother that we have from our church, um, Connor Hennessy asked um, Dave one time in one of our classes about, he's like, hey, I've got a newborn a full schedule. I'm a teacher. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to get my quiet time in. And I think like, it was so cool to hear like after he had read that chapter, like just the, the, the lack of pressure that God really wants from us. Like at the end of the day, like if we're really just meditating on God, if we're, if we're spending time with him intentionally and, and writing his word in our heart, I mean, first Timothy tells us like all scripture is profitable. Like, we, we know it is. We're Christians. And so naturally, we're going to spend time with our God. It's just a matter of mm. doing it. And so that's why guardrails and remedies have always been really good for me. Because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to at least 
Like, it, okay, we could be in Mexico on family vacation. I'm jet lagged like crazy, but you know what? I'm going to get at least five minutes listening to scripture with my Dwell Bible app. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some time with the Lord. Um, not because that check mark's important, but because my soul needs that. Yeah. Um, and Dwell, we're coming after that sponsorship. Yeah, yeah we are coming after that sponsorship, Dwell. Guys, I'm proud of us. 33 minutes yeah. is the marker. Uh, bonus question. Okay. <laughs> Best scene in Star Wars. Personal opinion. Sheesh. Start with Daylane. Go. Oh, man. This is a good closing question. Um, Full saga or just uh, the movies? All canon. May all not, canon. May not wow. be my, uh, my, my, my opinion on the best one. It's the first one that came in my head, though. Uh, end of Rogue One when Darth Vader comes out. Mm. Gosh, I think it gave us a really good preview on what we can get from Darth Vader in live-action movies. Disney, you do a lot of things wrong with Star Wars, but you've never done bad with Darth Vader. Hey, Amen. Thank you for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as Connor is. Uh, he's no, Well, he has the knowledge. I love Star Wars. I've never not liked it. Uh, Dayling's got a Mandalorian shirt on as we're speaking. No. Uh, and so... so uh, um, that's actually Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett and... Uh, oh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. No, a clone. Oh wait, yeah, that is, yeah, that's Jango Fett. I guess I'm not a fan. Is it? Wait, is it? Jan- I don't know. I, well, I can't tell. if That's, that's like a clone trooper. No, no, no. That's, that's like, a Mando mask. That's Mando. That's the Mandalorian's helmet. Oh yes, yeah, I Mando, still don't know if that's, that's, I don't know if that's Boba. Jango or Mando. That's Boba. We're we're um, nerding out. Let's remember the you know we're all we're all that Mike's here. We're all uh, I think the first <laughs> one that came to my mind, man. So I'm I'm a nostalgic old kind of soul. Sure. Thinking, thinking about uh, like Luke finally facing Darth Vader, like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's like the basic answer, like the most important lightsaber battle in the whole thing, but like it was so ahead of its time. There's so much like like who knew like you could create a lightsaber in what was it the 80s or 70s? Yeah, like that. That's that's awesome. And then like seeing Darth Vader wield a lightsaber, like. That early on in the series is like I don't know when I look back on that I'm like that's so that's so dope. Have you ever seen the VFX for how they make the sound for the lightsaber? Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. a power line. Yeah, or it's something? like a like those aluminum cables, and they just oh, like wow. sl- I think they like slow the sound down or something like that. That's cool. I think it's yeah. actually for the um, or is that for the, the blasters? blasters. Oh, yeah. oh, that's still like really cool. So Practical cool. effects are way superior to like <laughs> modern CGI. Right. All right, Star Wars fan, give us give us your answer. Okay, I'm gonna close um, this out. The animated Clone Wars series is hands down the best form of Star Wars, just because it does <laughs> it does it does what a Jedi should be the best justice in terms of like acrobatics, um, just the movements and the combat and stuff like that. But I, I think that for me, the best moment in Star Wars, um, it's kind of a a piece by piece. So if you don't know this uh, before Darth Vader became Darth Vader. He was Anakin Skywalker. If you don't know that, um, shame on you. <laughs> um, but during the Clone Wars, Anakin had an apprentice named Ahsoka Tano, um, and they had a really powerful relationship. Oh, and yeah. Order 66 happens. Obviously, uh, Anakin falls to the dark side. Um, Order 66 happens, which is to, to kill all Jedi, um, which the clones were programmed to do. Ahsoka lives, and obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi lives. And uh, spoiler alert... Um, if you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels or the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series, stop listening. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it uh, off. Right but now. I'm still going to keep talking. <laughs> so, and Star Wars Rebels, um, you get an episode, I believe it's called Twilight of the Apprentice. And Ahsoka and Darth Vader um, 
have a duel and she cuts open I, I think it's the right side of his mask mm-hmm. and you kind of see the, the shadowing of like the struggle between Vader and Anakin and the apprentice's inability to reach Anakin's good side and then later on in the Kenobi series spoilers ahead Kenobi and Vader fight and Kenobi beats him in a duel and cuts open the left side of his helmet mm-hmm. um, and so like you see this equal failure of the master and the apprentice to bring back the small amounts of who Anakin is mm-hmm. out of um, the shadow of Darth Vader but then like you said the most important moment in, like I mean really in cinematic history ever you know Luke <laughs> Skywalker fighting Vader and you get that ending scene where you know he comes back to the light side and Luke not only de- like defeats him in a duel but also demasks Vader and yeah. for the first time in like 25 30 years Anakin is alive yeah um, and so like that that redemption that redemption story it almost sounds like they uh, plagiarized that from something called the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's yeah. great. Anything that anchors on that much stuff has to be true, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's glory through salvation and judgment. <laughs> well, that uh, wraps up the first episode of the Parishioner's Banter. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this long. If you, if you stayed this long, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty surprised. Uh, but... Uh, I'm glad that you did. Um, we don't know like what schedule this is going to be at. Uh, we want to apologize for any audio issues that you're experiencing on your end. We're still trying to figure out um, equipment and all those fun things that come with making We're your poor. experience. Yep, <laughs> we but are so, poor. Yeah. If you want to be a good Christian, you can uh, <laughs> sign up for, for our Patreon and reinvest back into our podcast. <laughs> yeah. That Patreon doesn't exist yet, but you, you better believe we have one. Yep. But yeah, guys, all that to say, um, we're super thankful, and uh, this is officially the parishioners gather around their table, filled with banter, signing off. Until next time. Bye-bye. That was a good ending. <laughs>